0: Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Money Behave. I'm Maria Casillas and I'm excited that you've joined me today. Today's gonna to be a little bit different than some of the episodes in the past and that is because I'm going to be using kind of like a case study. It's not with an actual client of mine but it's actual, it's an actual person and it's actual verbiage that, have, uh, that was exchanged between her and I and so I'm really excited to bring this to you today. I wanna to let you know that this is actually it, almost like a follow-up, an unintended follow-up if you will, to an episode that I recorded on November 20th. So today is January 21st. Uh, by the way, this is the birthday, the 13th birthday of my second daughter. And so any extra prayers are welcome because uh, now I have two teenagers. And even though this daughter has kind of been teenagery ish since she was, I don't know, about three, uh, I know that this is now official. And so this will be a very interesting several years um, upcoming. But I digressed. The reason I bring up the date at all is because two months ago on November 20th, I recorded an episode called Put Your Money Where Your Why Is. And if you have not yet listened to that, it's episode number 67. I encourage you to just hit pause on this one, go back to that one and listen to that episode because it will give you the foundation that you need to really understand today. Now, as I mentioned, today I'm going to be doing a little bit of a case study and if you know what I mean by put your money where your why is, it'll just be a little bit under easier to understand where I'm coming from and the intention behind the dialogue that I have with her. Now, if you're a longtime listener, thank you. Thanks for coming back. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick recap of episode number 67 so that you don't have to go back and listen to it all over again. Uh, you'll probably hear some of the tenants that you heard last time and it'll it'll just all come right back to you. So in a nutshell, putting your money where your why is, is just uh, like a psychological way of prioritizing what you're going to do and also helps motivate you when things get tough. So what I encourage people to do is find their why and the way that you do that is to keep asking the question, yes, but why? Yes, but why? And you keep peeling back different layers to figure out what is the thing that's truly driving you because when it comes to money and money behaviors and money goals, it's it's messy a lot of times, and there are times when you just plain want to give up. And so if you have something that you can anchor, that anchors you, and you can kind of hang on to that and go, okay, what is it that, why am I doing this again? <laughs> like when when things are really crappy, just remind yourself, why is it that I'm doing this? Oh yeah, it's because of dot, dot, dot. And then that brings you back to, even though it sucks, you're willing to go ahead and, and do this anyway. So that's why you need to know what your why is before you even start some of these goals so that you can keep yourself motivated and going. Now let's jump into this little case study and I will kind of let you see how this works in action. Now I know that you guys know that I don't typically have any notes in front of me when I do this. I just kind of fly off the cuff. Today's a little bit different because I'm actually going to be doing a little bit of quoting and I want to make sure that I'm not misquoting somebody um, who has graciously allowed me to share her story on this show. So Today's real-life example comes from Vicky R. in Denver, Colorado. Now, originally, Vicky posted a question about selling her BMW to free up some cash flow. Now, I am paraphrasing, of course. In that question, though, in a group, she stated that she's really just looking for encouragement to sell it, as that would knock out $17,000 of her debt and free up a good chunk of money for her debt snowball. So if you are a new listener or are not familiar with what the debt snowball is, it's basically a... a- An approach to paying off your debt where you pay just the minimum balance on all of your debts except the smallest one and then you pour all of your extra cash into paying off the small one and then when you are done with that one then you roll over the amount that you were paying every single month from the small one into the minimum amount of the next one and so now you're paying extra on the next one and you keep doing that over and over and over until you are eventually just debt free. So that's what Vicky was doing. She is currently working on that snowball And she said that the $17,000 of debt could be freed up and then a good chunk of that money could go towards her debt snowball. So I'm assuming that she has some sort of BMW payment. I honestly didn't even talk about numbers with her. So let's just say she has a $350 car payment. If she were to sell the car, she wouldn't have that high of a payment. So she would be able to take that $350 and then put that towards her debt snowball. That's just an example. And again, I'm I'm pulling those numbers out of nowhere. So anyway, she was saying that she would be able to free up a good chunk of her money for her debt snowball. The last part of her question states, and this time I am quoting her, I know I caught up, I'm sorry, I know I got caught up in the glamour of my flashy car, but I also know that would be a huge gain for me and my future, but I'm still honestly struggling with the idea. That last part I'm quoting on purpose. She said three things. One, She knows that she got caught up in the glamour of a flashy car. Two, she knows that it would be a huge gain for her in her future if she were to sell the car. And three, and this is the big one, but I'm still honestly struggling with the idea. This goes to the psychology of of what we do, right? Of why we do what we do. Because if she knew, number one and number two and and it was just based on numbers, number three would not even be a statement that she'd have to make. She would not be struggling with the idea. If she knew for sure beyond a, a shadow of a doubt that the only reason she got the car was because she was caught up in the glamour of a flashy car and that she also knows that it would be a huge gain for her in the future, there would be no struggle. Why is there a struggle? Because as I've said and pounded over and over and over again on this podcast, it's not about the numbers. It's about how we feel. It's about how we think. It's about our mindset. And so when she put this question out there, of course, everyone would come to um, the table and give their opinion, right? Well, yes, yeah, sell the car. Don't sell the car. Do this. Do that. And I took a little bit of a different approach with Vicki. And I wasn't sure if it would be welcomed, but she was super, super sweet and she totally welcomed it. And so that's partly why I asked if I could share some of this. Here was my follow-up to her. It had nothing. If you listen, you'll notice it had nothing to do with her car, or even the numbers. My question to her was, may I ask, what's the biggest reason you want to be debt-free? Totally open-ended, not, not directing her any way, anyway, right? Because I want to find out from her more information before I would give her an answer of sell or don't sell. So here's what she wrote. I'm a 51-year-old single mom living paycheck to paycheck, and due to poor choices on my part, I find myself in the hole. I feel trapped by my debt and I realize that I need to stop digging the hole and start trying to climb out. I want to be able to get out from under, pay off my debt, and then be able to live without fear. Holy moly. okay <laughs> like, Now, here's why I know that Vicky's already done a lot of self-reflection and she's kind of um, done some work on why she wants to do this, but I don't know if she's ever... Stated that, and maybe she has, but again, this is just very, very um, uh, unplanned interactions with her. And so I, I don't know what her whole backstory is, but I want you to hear that again. Listen to the number of things that are in there, the, the number of emotional strings that can be tugged on at any given time when life gets rough, right? Listen to this her pain. This is the pain. I feel trapped by my dad, and I want to be able to live without fear. When I read that, that means every day she's waking up, she's, she's walking in fear, and she's feeling trapped. That sucks, right? I mean, does anyone who's listening, can you relate to that? I know I could. That's why I did what I did 10 years ago in the first damn place, because I felt trapped and I was always walking in fear. And she has just beautifully stated that that's what her problem is. So I went a little bit further, asked a few follow-up questions. Now remember, I'm asking these follow-up questions because we're just peeling back the layers one at a time. And then she further explained to me, and I'm quoting again, I'm still trying to get ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm still trying to get my head around being debt-free. I'm $175,000 in debt, and I share my home with my elderly mother and teenage daughter. My mom wants to move to a retirement community and my daughter and I want to move to a different city. So I want to stop digging and get out of debt. I'm going to peel back these layers for you right, real quick. That stuff in there, all the stuff about mom living with her and daughter living with her and where they want to move and stuff. Those are all just the little details that that we think are the reasons we want to get out of debt right away, right? So that's why we need to peel back that detail and go, yes, but why? What's going on? And she does this beautifully without me even really prompting a whole lot. So then she says, so I want to stop digging and get out of debt. It is also really important to me to show my daughter about living debt free. Okay, now we're getting a little bit closer to that why, right? She wants to pass on a legacy and it's not just a legacy of money. Remember, I talked about that several episodes ago. It's a legacy of the mind. She wants to teach a different way of thinking to her daughter. So so I don't want to see her in the position in a couple years when she heads to college or when she comes out. In other words, I want to change the trajectory for my daughter so that she doesn't find herself in this exact same position. Now, she goes on to explain to me how her parents handled money while she was growing up and some of the guiding principles that they passed along. And then she says, and I'm going to quote again, I have recently realized that I may have lots of things, nice car, nice purses, jewelry, etc but I want a simpler life to not have to worry how I am going to pay for those things every month. Plus, my daughter has helped me learn that things are not what make me happy, people and connections do. You guys, I tell you what, I read this and I'm like, she, she gets it, like this is awesome. She has done all of the work, whether she knows she did it or not, she's done all the work to see what it is that she wants, why does she want this? And I love how consistent she is. Remember back when she said, I I don't want to wake up in fear anymore. And here she actually says, I want a simpler life. I don't want to have to worry about how I'm going to pay for those things. So you can hear that thread of fear and worry be just kind of woven through this entire answer, right? And then when she says, plus my daughter has helped me learn that things are not what make me happy, excuse me, people and connections do. Okay, so now we're getting to the heart of some things, right? And we didn't even, (laughs) I didn't even talk to her about her actual BMW question, right? I didn't say, yes, you should sell it, no, you shouldn't. And we really didn't get into much deeper detail because she's not a client of mine and that's really not my right to do that with her. But I did tell her some of the things that I think she is really, really good at. And I mean, you can hear it here. I'm telling you some of the things she's really good at here. She's definitely got a a handle on some of the reasons why she wants to do this. She can... She has a bit of an idea of why she does the things that she does because she explained to me some of the stuff about her parents. And I just, I think she definitely has what it takes as long as she continues to go back to her why. Now, even if she was my client, I wouldn't have said, yes, Vicky, you need to sell your BMW because I don't really believe in telling people what they need to do. Instead, I like teaching people how to come to that conclusion themselves. And I think that she probably has come to the conclusion that she wants to sell the BMW. But I don't know because I actually haven't even talked to her about that. The reason I'm guessing that is because that BMW represents what? It represents that flashy lifestyle that she no longer wants to worry about. And she said in her own words that things are not what bring her joy, that people and connections do. Well, unless that BMW is being used to make connections with other people, and maybe it is, maybe she's using it to be an Uber driver and she's connecting with all the people that she is driving around. I don't know. But unless that is the case, then she probably doesn't want it anymore. She probably doesn't need it anymore. And if she can keep going back to, I want to share something different with my daughter, I want to share a different legacy with my daughter, then she can ask herself, is keeping this BMW and the payment that goes along with it, is it serving the purpose of giving my daughter a new legacy? I don't ever want to answer that question because I don't know, but she knows. And whatever the answer to that question is, that will be able to drive her answer to her question about the BMW. And here's the cool thing about this process. If you can figure out how to do this process with any question that you have, you will be able to answer the question and it won't come down just to numbers. One other thing I would like to say before closing up is that Vicky is recognizing her role in getting to where she is. And I think that's amazing. I have told people for a long time that it's awesome that you recognize your role in getting to where you are because it helps you to take back control over getting to where you actually want to go. I do know that circumstances happen. I mean, it's actually in my intro, right? We talk about your life, your circumstances. And so there are, there are things that happen to us that we have zero control over. It's just the way that we respond to those things. And if you think that you are a victim and that your current situation is 100% due to the actions and reactions of other people, then unfortunately, what that does is it takes away all your power because then you've given all the power to them to make those changes going forward. Whereas if you realize that your current situation is most likely a mixture of your circumstances and the way you reacted to those circumstances, then at least you have some of that power back. You still can't control all your circumstances, but you can control how you react in them and it gives you that power back to say, I can change things going forward. So, Vicki, if you're listening right now, again, thank you for letting me share a bit of your story. You are definitely on the right track. You are, you're, you're looking into yourself. You are reflecting. You are coming up with the reasons why you want to do things. And you're seeing what's actually going to make you happy, those people and those connections. So, I encourage you to continue to, to, grab onto those connections, create them, and and use them to get through the tough times because there are going to be tough times. With $175,000 in debt, it's a big number, and it's something that is totally doable, but it's not something that's gonna seem really easy, and it's obviously gonna take a little while. So you want to make sure that you are grounded in this why so that you know, moving forward, how to answer all of those tough questions that are gonna come about at you. For all of you other listeners out there, thanks for tuning in today. If you would like to have a quick session with me to find out what your why is, let's get together and do that totally free. It's a 30-minute session. We can dig down. I can just ask you the right questions and help you figure out what that is so that you can then have the motivator that you need moving forward as well. Feel free to let me know when you would like to do that by going to maria at cashinonchange.com. Again, that's an email address, maria at cashinonchange.com. Just say, help me find my why, and I will call you on my personal phone, and I will set up that appointment with you so that we can see if it would be a good fit. I will talk to you guys later. As always, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.